Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Stiles. I'm Tara Stiles. Welcome to the show. Yay. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. I took last week off of the podcast here. I don't know if you noticed, but that happened because we were in Iceland. Oh, my gosh. And there was just so much to get ready and prepare for Iceland. I thought I'll just rest the podcast for a week. It's okay. <laughs> you all will have plenty to do, I'm sure. You practice on Strala home. Some of you were in Iceland, enjoying all the adventures, and hopefully you were okay last week. My goodness. <sighs> all right. So lots to share about this magical trip and this unique place around the world. Some lessons that I learned, some lessons that the group shared with me. And I wanted to simply bring them all to you here, bring a little bit of the Iceland magic, because there is real magic in Iceland. I think we found the place of magic. Oh my goodness. So winding back a little bit on how this trip happened, a wonderful gal, lady, Erin Lewis, she's an American. <laughs> she used to lead classes. One of our first guides, Strala guides in New York at her big studio there in Soho. She led classes and she was always cool. She always was very cool, very chill, very calm, which I appreciate much more now <laughs> in my life than I even did then. I said, wow, this gal is so calm. Very unbothered by the ups and downs of things like class attendance or what time slots were happening when and all these kinds of things that happen at a yoga studio. If you know, you know. She was always very chill and no drama, no bad vibes. Not that there was bad vibes and a little bit of drama, but you know, there's, there's a lot of intensity that goes into yoga studio life in a big city. A lot of people, a lot of action, a lot of trying to do the best we can, everybody, all the time. So Erin was always kind of chill. She always was friendly with everybody, but also kind of hung out on her own a bit, kind of came and went. Everybody loved her, <laughs> that kind of a person. And one day she kind of picked up and moved to Italy. And I thought, hey, that's, that's pretty cool. I was starting to travel a little bit for the books that I was writing first and getting to go to Amsterdam and London and Germany and then getting to go places with Reebok and then the W Hotels and then kind of staying for Strala trips, staying for book trips, things like that. So I was super excited to be out in the world meeting people as well. But here Aaron was straight up moved to Italy. <laughs> and I thought this is pretty cool. And then she started a really neat business called Eat, Pray, Move Yoga, Eat, Pray, Move Retreats. And this was, of course, a play on the famous 
book by Elizabeth Gilbert, Eat, Pray, Move, that swept the entire globe with, I want to live my life. I want to do my things. I want to explore. I want to be in the world. I want to be free in this way. And Erin started this beautiful business. And she started to take groups all around the world to these different places that she knew that she was exploring. And one of the really neat things that made what Erin was doing different than anything that I'd ever seen was she was really getting to know a place and getting to know the magic about each place from an insider's point of view, because she was an insider. She was living in Italy and started taking groups there and having a yoga class in the morning, having a yoga class in the afternoon, wonderful. But then during the day, going to the favorite lunch spot and the favorite art gallery and having a cooking class and having an art class and doing these really kind of non-touristy, beautiful things in a city. And I thought, this is super special. And as she started to add different countries and different places onto her roster, I knew she wasn't kind of doing it half-heartedly. I knew these were places where she had went to or she had visited first on her own or with a group or with friends, however she was doing it, and really got to know these places. So last year I called her up and I said, Erin, would you ever do one with me? <laughs> and she said to me something along the lines of, Tara, I've been waiting for you to call me. Yes. So she'd never partnered with someone like me to do something together. She had hired local yoga instructors in the towns where she was giving these retreats sometimes if she was off in Italy doing a retreat and she had a private group or something that wanted something in another city, she would hire someone else. And I saw that she was very busy doing all of this, kind of lots of things going on at one time. So I thought maybe it might be fun for her if the Strala people kind of showed up and supported on that end. And it would really be fun for us to be supported in these adventures. And I know that I've always wanted to go to Iceland and some people that I've talked with through Strala have also wanted to go too. So I said, what do you think about Iceland? I see that you've been quite a lot. And she said it would be magical. So we, we did it. We put it up and it filled up really fast. I had no idea, but everybody wanted to go to Iceland. So then off we go. We went to Iceland. Oh my gosh. So we showed up a few days early just to get settled, make sure... I didn't have jet lag while I was leading yoga. I like to be early to places. I like to make sure I'm okay and comfy and all these things. So we showed up. We also wanted to see the Northern Lights <laughs> right away. We demanded to see the Northern Lights. Sky, make it happen. We got our airline ticket. We're here. <laughs> Show us the Northern Lights. But it doesn't quite work that way, apparently. So we got there. And Reykjavik is such a cool city. It's a beautiful rainbow street to explore. Lots of cool shops and good food, any kind of food you want there, Vietnamese food. It's very international city, such good bread, such good pastries, no junk. Oh, I love it. I love Europe in general, but really this feeling of eating food and not having to go really out of your way to find just food, just simple food, bread, sandwiches, whatever it is, vegetables, just food. We're not crowded by a lot of takeout options in this city. So that was already feeling very healthy, very calming for the mind, very 
at ease and peaceful. I think we get lost in all the reasons we feel so anxious and cluttered and stressed here in America. And our environment is definitely one of those causes. You know, if you go outside and there's rows and rows and rows of takeout places and rows and rows of convenience culture and you grab your coffee and then you go somewhere else and you're running, 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 that kind of fast, 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 of course it adds to anxiety. So we have to, on purpose here, slow down. It's not built into the culture. It's built into the culture there, which is cool, which makes it easy. Yay. <laughs> which also makes for a funny joke of a lot of our friends in Europe. And we have some friends in Iceland. I'll get to that in a moment. They say, what's wrong with you Americans? Why are you so stressed out? It's like, well, where do we begin? <laughs> There's a lot of complaints about our, our culture, our food culture, our stress culture, all these things, but there's some good things about our country as well. A lot of good things, but you know, we have a, lo a long way to go to kind of get back to calm, get back to ease, get back to community, get back to support, get back to real food. And a lot of folks here are doing it too. The farmer's markets, the community support, the local, nonprofits, working with the people that are right in your neighborhood, these kinds of things are at least things that I'm feeling more a part of in my life. I feel really grateful for that, having the Strala community so global, so all around the world, and also feeling so connected to everyone, and really meeting people wherever we go. We have some Strala friends, and figuring out the things in our actual life that can help us feel better, figuring out what we can work with that is easy to find where we live to help us feel better, not just complaining that, oh, we have all this fast food culture and all this stress and all this stuff, but what can we do, what can we work with to feel better, to feel more calm, to feel more at ease? What do we have in our natural environment where we live? What's special about the community where we live that we can get involved with and harness this power of creativity, this power of community, this power of well-being with exactly what we have to work with. So I'm getting to the lessons right away because it's just hard to separate <laughs> observations and lessons, but that was definitely a big lesson. So we were there a few days early and then Aaron came and the group started to come. And the first thing we did was yoga. And then we went off to do some whale watching and some walking around the town, which was very cool to all be on a boat and to search for the big whales, which we saw the boat came to the place where the whales supposedly were and then turned off the engine and got really quiet. And we all walked up on the deck and started seeing the whale swish around. And it was so beautiful to see that. We did so many things each day. I was joking with the group that we were doing 85,155 things each day and two yoga classes. <laughs> but it was true. And this is all because of Aaron's careful planning. So we were in the city for a few days doing city things. We went to the Blue Lagoon, which is this wonderful natural hot spring that you literally go in and it's like a big hot tub, except it's real, natural, not made of plastic. And... It's cold outside still, so I had a hat on. A lot of people didn't, but it was pretty awesome to be 
so warm in the outdoors because your body's dipped in this warm water. And that was cool. Daisy even got to go. And she had floaties. Thankfully, they require the kids to wear floaties, which I'm really grateful for. Daisy would not have worn them if they weren't a requirement because she's very adamant. She's been taking swimming classes for over a year now, and she knows how to swim, which is true. But to be in really warm water, it wasn't too hot for her, but really warm to not be able to touch the bottom and was such a steamy fog because of the weather being really cold, we would have lost that child. So no way. You are putting on bright orange floaties and we are staying nearby. <laughs> and that was such a wonderful thing about being with this group from all around the world is everybody looked out for each other. Everybody looked out for not just Daisy to make sure she was okay, but Daisy's a really outgoing kid and she loves to hang around all the yoga people. And all the yoga people are always excited to talk about everything and to play and to get down on the ground and enjoy. So Mike and I were really grateful to have that experience for her. I had no idea. I thought that Mike might spend most of the time in the hotel with Daisy or walking around, going to shops and doing kind of local things while we went on these big adventures during the day. But Daisy came on pretty much everything and that was really cool. So thank you all the yoga people that were there for making that experience so special for, for us as well. And it was really cool to have this time outside of yoga to chat with people about their lives, about what they're going through, about the yoga things that we talk about with Strala, with ease, with moving well, with conservation of energy, with not stressing while you're practicing all of the things and how that plays into our lives and how we relate to each other and what we've all been through, what we're going through, what our hopes and dreams are. And it's rare to find that kind of extended time to be with someone for, for me outside of a yoga class. There's usually the before and after, maybe we get to go out to a dinner here and there, but this was really many days in a row all day long of hangout time. And not just me to someone, but these random interactions between everybody that was there. We were all doing this thing together on this together project. And oh, I just, I knew it would be cool, but I didn't know it would be this cool. <laughs> so big, huge thank you to everybody that was there. We shared loads on social media as well. If you want little snippets of Magical Iceland, and I have to share that the first day, one of the first days that we were there, my friend Sol, who's a Strala guide, who came to New York many times because she's also a badass. <laughs> I know that's not very um, PG to say, but she's, she's so cool. She's so strong. She's a commercial pilot as well for Icelandic Air. And that's how she first started coming to New York. And she found out about Strala from being in New York on a layover from Icelandic Air. And she came to the studio. She eventually came back and did the teacher training program. She became a Strala guide. She's a mom now. And her husband is also a pilot for the Coast Guard in Iceland. So we hung out with them the first day. We thought we would just maybe go to lunch or something. She has a new baby, a newborn, so four weeks old. And of course, she's very strong, very Icelandic, walking around like nothing ever happened. <laughs> very calm, very... Uh, role model-esque for me. So thank you, Saul, for your calmness and your good vibes. And they took us on a trip to the Coast Guard, which was really cool. So Daisy and one of Saul's girls that's about the same age got to hang out on the Coast Guard 
go-karts and, and equipment and, and climb on the helicopters and things like this that I, I can't imagine really being able to walk onto a military compound in, in America or really any other country except Iceland. And they're just so genuine and friendly bringing crayons and papers for the girls to, to hang out with <laughs> and color on and just be and, and, and enjoy. And the openness of accepting us there I thought was just so cool. So Mike got to ride along on this training mission. I thought he was going to go on a go up, see the city, come back down kind of a thing. But I, I walked into the room and he was getting dressed in this bright orange, you know, costume, <laughs> Coast Guard costume, and then strapped into a helicopter and having a whole meeting about this. So he was up and gone for a couple hours doing this and the girls were coloring and then Sol came and we went to walk around at an observatory and then hooked up for lunch. And Mike was so in his happy place, having his Jason Bourne moment in the Coast Guard and told us all about his adventures. So that was really our first day there before we started our adventures, which was really, really cool. What a beautiful trip so far. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So with Erin and her lovely Eat, Pray, Move experience, we did these really cool things that I definitely wouldn't have found on my own or with a tourism group, something like that. We did this pretty easy hike. Uh, she rented a, a bus just for us. and It was cool because it had one of those tourism microphones, so she got to kind of get on and tell us all about everything. And then Daisy got on the mic sometimes and would say, we're almost there, or look out for the northern lights, this kind of thing. So we got off the bus and we got to walk on cooled lava for a while, which was so cool. And you could sit in some places and the steam was still coming out of the ground and sit in this cold temperature and be warm. And it was really cool to see everybody just kind of wandering around. A lot of folks said, oh, it feels like we're on the moon. It feels like we're on Mars out of this world. But to simply know that this kind of magical, beautiful, expansive environment exists on our planet is so cool. It really kind of put me back in touch with what's real and what is. And Miranda, a lovely gal that was there, actually said to me, why do we always think things that are beautiful are not real or they're a video game or they're out of this world? And that was a really good point. And I just thought to myself, wow, I want to hear everything you have to say about everything, Miranda. That's so cool. So thanks for sharing that because it really did shift my perspective about, wow, this is something we should be really grateful for because it is real. It is right here. It's not in our phones. It's not a picture. It's not a video game. It's not a movie. It's not a sci-fi thing. It's real. It's Iceland. Wow, we are here. And Iceland's the kind of place in December where the sun comes up 
around 10 30 11 in the morning and it goes down around 3 30 or 4 in the afternoon it has a really long sunrise and a really long sunset so it's not black pitch black at four in the afternoon so what happens is you can look one direction and see the sun and look the other direction and see the moon and that whoa that is a cool thing and we were there during a full moon as well so seeing a full sun and a full moon and everywhere you go seeing open space and mountains and horizon and volcanic rock and moss and oh just so rad so we spent a few days outside of the city in an adventure hotel the ion adventure hotel which was also very cool which is where we saw the northern lights yay which at first looks like kind of gray clouds in the sky and if you take a picture it comes out green in your picture which is kind of strange but then we saw them stronger, which was really cool. And some of the gals stayed up really late and saw what looked like a big arc, a big fish hook in the air dancing around. And that was really cool. So we did so much. We went to a greenhouse, which was neat. I learned a lot there. So Iceland is a, apparently a pretty amazing place to grow food because under the ground is all of this super hot water and they're smart enough to utilize that so they build these massive greenhouses and then utilize the warm water to heat everything and to hydrate and water everything so we went to a tomato greenhouse that supplied i'm, I'm forgetting all of the statistics we learned so much i should have written it down <laughs> but it was supplied most of the tomatoes to iceland so we had some wonderful tomato soup and then we saw some Icelandic horses, which were outside. We got to see a little tour of a barn and they were so kind to let Daisy sit on one of the horses and got to pet them and look at them and talk to them. And I really love that too. I love horses. They look like ponies, but they don't like when you call them ponies there. They're big, they're kind of big and strong and wide, but they're not as tall as a horse that you would see riding you know, someone riding around a track in America. And cool story about that is there are no imported horses anymore in Iceland. These are all descendants from the Viking times. And these horses helped build all the roads and infrastructure back in the day. So I do remember that. I thought, man, these horses did a lot here. Your, your ancestors are the reason people are able to survive in this kind of climate. So I'd love to go back in the summer because the opposite happens. It's daylight most of the time and the sun kind of almost sets, but then comes right back up. And I think that's pretty neat as well. How special. We went to another hot springs place that was more low key. I suppose the blue lagoon is pretty commercial. A lot of people online were like, Oh, don't go to the blue lagoon. It's too commercial. I would suggest go to the blue lagoon because it's so cool. There's a reason everybody goes there, <laughs> but also go to the other ones. If you can, I didn't do the face mask and things like that. A lot of people in the group did just because Daisy was there too. And she would have wanted one and it would have been a whole thing to explain to her why she didn't, couldn't have one on her face and just didn't see the utility of explaining it <laughs> so I just chose not to have it but you can do um, face masks and have a drink and things like that you get quite warm there and they have water fountains in the blue, blue lagoon so that's kind of nice cold water you can have a lemonade if you don't want alcohol I had a lemonade like had a lemonade Daisy had a cherry slushy so that was pretty good <laughs> so you can kind of get whatever you want it's very posh in that way 
but definitely such a magical memory for sure. And I want to go back <laughs> to that one. And the other one I'm remembering, I think is called the Sky Lagoon. That was pretty cool too. This was the more low key one so you can go and have lunch. And this one, we got to take a little tour of bread being baked in the ground. I made a little story about this on my Instagram because I was so having some sort of spiritual existential moment on how cool this is and how they use what they have to literally eat and bake bread. So it takes about 24 hours. They basically boil bread. They put it in a pot with the ingredients, the whole thing, bury it and make a little stone so they know <laughs> where they buried it and then dig it up about 24 hours later, dip it in the cold lake, which is right there and take it out. It's wrapped in plastic or the, the pot was wrapped in plastic, I think. So didn't get dirt inside, which makes sense. So, you know, they probably figured these things out along the way. And then we got to sample this wonderful bread and you can bake anything this way in Iceland, as long as you are around the hot springs, the volcanic, you know, reason why there's all this hot water under the ground. So that was really cool. So we did some cold plunging back and forth. <laughs> some of the folks kind of um, decided probably rightfully so that they didn't need any more cortisol pumping through their veins. So they were going to take a break from the cold plunging, <laughs> even though there's other studies that say the benefits. And Mike, Mike had a good point that you could have a, a scientific study to show basically anything is true. <laughs> so my opinion is if you enjoy something, if, if it's giving you a, a value or a benefit and it's not hurting anybody, then including yourself, then, then go for it. But I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to give it a try. So I went back and forth in the cold lake and in the hot spring, which was right there. And a lot of us did too. That was really fun. Daisy even did it. So, so that was fun too. And so many other adventures in between so much yoga. We did a variety of yoga first day, real easy, real gentle, just seeing where everybody's at second day. Okay. We can do this more energized and strong. Let's go for it and bring it down a little bit. And Aaron led a wonderful restorative and yoga nidra class, which most of us fell asleep in. Not supposed to fall asleep, but if you're tired, you fall asleep. <laughs> That's what happens. But we left refreshed, restored, and really not wanting to leave, at least for me. I was really enthralled and just felt so stimulated by being there as well. It's such a vast nature place where you see only nature in every direction and for me, that was very calming, very peaceful, but also very energizing. And I just loved it. I want to go back. I didn't want to leave. So the last day we, we scheduled in another day. I don't know why it just happened with our flight, I guess. We scheduled in one more day. So we went back to the original hotel and basically just ended up sleeping <laughs> like the whole day. Got up to have some food, walked around, went back to sleep and been back for a few days. Daisy's finally back on a normal sleep schedule, myself too. Took us a few days. She was going to bed really early and then getting up at three or four in the morning and ready, ready to rumble, you know. So we eased that back in a little while and took our time. And now I'm thinking, let's do it again. <laughs> Keeping that vibe going. So we've got a, a WeChat group with everybody that I'm really grateful for. Oh, technology is wonderful when it keeps us connected and keeps those happy blips as Aaron Aaron told us to watch out for the happy blips, the yoga blips along the way. Notice those moments that aren't just in the yoga class, but 
you're walking on the volcano, you're seeing, oh, we got to see the continental divide. That was pretty cool. No big deal. Giant waterfall, all of these things. So many things we did, literally 1,865 and two and a half things per day <laughs> besides the yoga. Plus we ate amazing food. Everywhere we ate was wonderful and nourishing and so cool to chat with everyone. That was my favorite part to be eating nourishing food while you're in conversation with people that also want to feel better. We all have this common goal. We felt so much closer to ourselves and to each other and to our, you know, this sounds a little bit cheesy, but our, our reason for doing something like going to Iceland, our reason for staying curious and exploring and being good to ourselves and, and expanding the comfort zone in that way. So a little Iceland recap, moving from the center, my goodness, all of the principles that we work on with our yoga practice, with our Tai Chi practice, use what you need, rest what you don't, conservation of energy, so many examples in nature with that, with the lava, the waterfall, just drinking the water right out of the waterfall, my goodness, baking bread in the ground, <sighs> soften all of this hardness of nature is ultimately soft. Without softness, there is no movement, there is no flow, there is no ease, there is no wonder, there is no beauty, there is no magic. Letting yourself experience the wonder. There's this magical place between your breath in and your breath out where there's this fullness of possibility. So notice how that feels, that fullness. There's no inhale happening. There's no action. There's no big direction. There's no big direction the other way with your exhale. There's this fullness. There's this floatingness. And in Iceland, they believe in fairies and trolls. <laughs> so maybe that's the space where the fairies and trolls live between your inhale, that fullness, and between that exhale in that open space. I like open space better than emptiness. Holding in that emptiness can feel scary, feel constrictive. It's really easy to take a big breath in and hold it and then exhale. But holding it at the exhale can be triggering because we feel like we don't have enough. So maybe instead of framing that as emptiness, framing that as open space, and we don't need to hold it. We don't need to constrict and restrict, we can look at it, we can enjoy it, and we can wait for that inhale to come again. So I'd like to lead you through just a few simple breaths and allow that magic to just be there. See what you see, notice what you notice. See if the fairies and the trolls pop in. <laughs> Now I want to see that Netflix movie about trolls. They're bigger than I thought. That's based in Norwe of Norwegian, the Norwegian region of Norway. <laughs> we have Strala guides there too. Renata, coming for you next. I thought trolls were, you know, like the little people we got in the 80s and 90s with the bright pink hair coming out of their heads. <laughs> but no, they're giant, which makes sense. They're part of the rock and the mountain, the lava monsters. And the fairies are the little ones doing the things. <laughs> I see. If you go to Iceland, when you go to Iceland, you will, you will see. It's easy to uh, 
to lean into these uh, stories in this way. It's pretty cool. All right, so uh, your whole self settle a bit, a little roll around. Take a big inhale. Notice. Long exhale. And watch. Two more big inhales. At the top, observe. Be open to what you see. Long exhale. Be dazzled. Check out what you find. One more big inhale. Take it all in. Long exhale. Let yourself be part of it. Notice how you feel. Pretty cool, right? Those spaces in between. <sighs> so take good care. You can practice with us anytime, of course, the Astrala Yoga app, astralahome.com, Astrala Yoga, wherever you get your apps. Thankful for all the technologies that make these things possible. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for practicing. Thanks for taking good care. Let us know, of course, any way we can help with anything that we can be useful for. We love, love, love hearing from you. So you can leave me a message on terrastyles.com. You can send us an email, info at stralyoga.com. And take good care. Be open to the magic. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.